Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another event brew where we're right meow going to be talking about one of the most interesting topics, I think, uh, right now, uh, right meow, I should say. Uh, we have a really, really special uh, guest joining me. It's just the two of us talking today on event brew. Uh, uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, mystery uh, co-host? Right meow? You want me to? Right meow. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's your favorite brew crew <laughs> member. <laughs> it's your actual two favorite people. Let's be honest. Now yeah. that Dustin and Nick aren't here, you know who they're your two favorite. They won't listen are. to the episode. They all know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we know. We really know. So after, we really know that you guys we got a lot us. of demand. They're like, you guys, just please, only Tui and Will. Please make an yeah, episode. Yeah, only Tui and Will. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What are you, what are you drinking right now? Well, I am drinking, of course, since I'm here in LA, this organic strawberry pineapple orange juice and mm. uh, from this local organic market. I think this was you like $15. By it and that's where you pick it up? No, I stopped by and actually I could skate there. Maybe I will. But like I would not want to <laughs> drop this bottle. This is Yeah, that's like a solid glass bottle. <laughs> What are you drinking? It sounds delicious, though. A lot, a lot more healthy. I'm drinking um, Brew Crew's favorite Will shitty drink that he drinks is uh, peach tea. So, if you want to know the history behind this, I think you gotta listen to the IMAX episode from last year uh, where we talk about peach tea. But there's this is a much smaller bottle than the last one, and it has over 50 grams of sh total sugar. So you can't including really call 49 it tea. added sugars. It's Snapple. Snapple, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like what? It's Snapple. Oh, did I say only I'm drinking peach tea? That's yes. the only thing? I didn't say Pat. So it's yeah, like Snapple when, peach it's tea. It's like when Nick says he's drinking juice. <laughs> he's like, it's Monster only organic energy juice. juice. <laughs> I'm also, if anyone hear me chewing, I'm starving because I haven't had lunch today. So I'm eating a bunch of goldfish as well. Just continuing the, the Will is five years old trend. Um, <laughs> At least it's not All milk, right. so you're good. So, so we have a cool topic. And we noticed that, you know, the two of us were here and I was kind of thinking, like, what's a topic that Will and Tui could do? And I realized that we have like kind of this polar opposite of what's going on. Um, and I thought it would be an interesting conversation for people to hear on both ends um, of it. So, like, um, I figure we have this just general conversation and I'll say who I represent and then Tui, I'll let you kind of represent yourself and describe yourself. But um, for for those who don't know, we're kind of going to do like a versus. Let's call this a versus episode. Ooh, I, I like guess. that. Um, but uh, I'm going to be representing the employer in the events industry is currently uh, hiring people and looking to hire people. And what's that like right now? So you guys can get the perspective. And then I'm going to toss over to you for the, the versus side versus of what she's going to be. Everyone who be who's on my team in the industry right now that are unemployed and looking for opportunities. But mm. the spin on it is coming from a state of abundance when right now, life is of scarcity 
And so talk because this whole conversation started because we were talking about culture and, you know, being very Mm. particular in the interviewing process, which a lot of event professionals are doing right now and are about to do. And so let's jump into it. Let's give our our listeners some some feedback and advice and from our point of view, because we're doing this on a daily basis. So I'll definitely start this off with the disclaimer saying like I'm I'm not allowed to any complaint you hear from me is very petty and lame because I shouldn't be able to complain in any sort of way. I'm, I'm very very lucky that I get to hire people and that we're look we're growing and we're busy and all these things like that as well. But I figured it'd be helpful to kind of know what I'm seeing as an employer. And granted, I'm not hiring thousands of people, but I'm hiring enough people to say like, hey, here's what I'm seeing when it comes to this. But I'll start it off by saying one interesting thing to kind of kick off the conversation is uh, talk about abundance. Um, and I know your reason for abundance is a little bit different than mine, but mine's really interesting that this is the first time I think ever that, you know, we're seeing people apply that I'm like, you are a dream hire. I would love to have mm. you apply. And then I'm blown away by some of the level of talent that is applying for these jobs. Um, and, you know, it's coming from a place of where Endless really has the abundance to pick from some of the cream of the crop people ever in the entire. And not say that we didn't hire good people before, but, you know, before we would be like, oh, you know, oh, we're never going to be able to hire that person. They're going to be working at that company for years and years and years. And now we're like, oh, my gosh, you used to work at that company. We'd love to have you, you know, that sort of thing. So that's been really interesting on the on the perspective as well. Yeah. And I love it. And I love that your mindset still is still trying to vet out the truly not only quality of people with all their skill sets in our industry, but that also fits your culture and that your mm-hmm. your interview process is extensive for a purpose. And I love that. I love the fact that you guys aren't, you have all, an influx of interview, like interviewers and candidates, yet you aren't just, just get them on board. And, you know, like we have high demand of, of workloads right now. You guys are very much being very detailed oriented and careful with who you add on to that team because that really affects the rest of the the members the einsteins yeah i definitely think uh that's what's been really interesting i think is that we've been just like pushing really hard to like continue our long extensive process but it's what's been kind of interesting is like so for those who don't know like we have like our process can take two to three weeks to go through if you if we're moving fast right and what's been interesting to watch is the the kind of the how many people though even though like there's there's so many people applying for jobs like we're just seeing record number of people apply for jobs but how many people are like this process is too long i need to talk to someone i want to be interviewed before i go through these like two hoops like we have a lot of like mm. automated hoops in place to kind of like put <laughs> to obviously vet people and kind of see what they if they really want this right but you still get a lot of people being like well i don't i want to talk to someone before i consider doing this and you're like uh, I don't know if we're in the market right now where you get to kind of dictate the, what you want out of the hiring process. Do you ever in do ways. informative meetings and interviews just to get to I know? Mean, we we pre- not necessarily like our our job positions are pretty detailed mm. um, on it, but you know, like we really want people who look at endless and they're like, I want endless is where I want to be, right? Like. You know, and, and, and granted, like, we also do counter that, like, there's, like, you know, for example, we have people go through certifications before they can get hired. There is parts of it that, yeah, like, it feels a little bit like a, a, a hurdle to jump through, but we try to make it valuable for the person, too. Like, you get that certification, yeah, sure, you didn't make, maybe make it to the interview stage of the job, but now you got that certification. You can take that certification anywhere, and they're valuable. I think well, they're obviously valuable to us. That's why we make sure they get them, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's tough too though, because like literally like we had one position, like in one day we got a hundred people applied for it. 
like in one single day of good people. Like I'm not talking about oh like you know meh. It wasn't like entry level. This was like like a like senior level position that that kind of came in too. So there's there's a lot of uh, uh stuff out there too. So I I don't know what are you kind of seeing. I guess like you've been obviously very focused on trying to find the perfect fit for you. Mm-hmm. You know you're coming from trying to find the the, the great organization that you want to be part of long term. What's what's kind of like your process been? Um, for going through that when you and most people are like I just need a job I'll do it tomorrow like just get, hire me right yeah. you're like a little bit on the opposite side so maybe describe that well you just said it they want a job I don't want a job I want a career I want to continue to advance my career and that's something that's important to me and so for me to get to that state that part in my my career I have to make sure that I have everything else that are is important to me like okay, when I look at something, well, the first thing is just looking inward towards myself. And I know that's, I know Dustin, I can see him if he was here rolling his (laughs) eyes being like, yes, of course she's from LA. But that's something that's really important to me because that's something that a company cannot train. They cannot train me as an individual who I am at my core, right? They can't teach me. I have to do it through my own experience, being dependable, being a team player, being, having a positive attitude, trying to be assertive and be independent to get problems solved before reaching out and you know like all those those are things that are are important to me and so I take that into my personal life first before I can then make commitments and take the steps into applying and getting to know what this company is and it intrigued me because we when we went into talking about the culture company culture is extremely important to me because right now, after it was a silver lining with the whole pandemic, where I stand now is I am not willing to sacrifice quality of life anymore. You know, we are both in our 30s. We, I, I did that hustle I'm, and I'm going to c- continue the hustle and to grind with this next place that I'll be of em- employed at. But right now, I want to make sure that I know I'm going to be of value. I'm going to continue to add value to this company. And in return, it's a win-win situation. And I'm also fulfilled. My purpose is also fulfilled. And so that's why I'm coming from a place, even though it's, you know, like there's areas of life that are like, yikes, that's, you know, that's of uncertainty, just like the rest of team, team Tui right now. But if your mindset is you are, valuable you are of of worth you have so many skill sets that you are continuously improving on a company would be lucky to have you and you in return need to just continue to be you know a learner for life and to get all that stuff all straightened out before handling handling that but it's hard right because then going into the scarcity aspect of it well who's going to pay for my food who's going to pay for the roof over my head you know like Financial is a huge thing. And then also health, like healthcare. What if I get COVID? You know, like I need to jump on a company that provides healthcare right now. And so all those things are, you know, kind of whispering in the back of my, in my head, but it doesn't, it doesn't derail me from continuing on, on this path and being proactive and productive. So do you think focus is like a huge part of it then for, you know, like anybody who's, in this position for what you're trying to do do you think it's like like we talk a little bit about like 
you know, how like my interview is long. Well, if you're not focused and you want to push through and see it all the way through, you're going to get stuck in one of the stages and, mm. you know, there's probably not going to be the ability to get into an interview or whatever it may be on there. But how much do you think of it is that like, like in this time where, you know, people are like, well, I don't even know how I make my rent payment or my mortgage payment. Like, how do you think that it's best for them to balance that focus with that um, fear that's kind of like setting in? That's a great question. I don't necessarily think it's focus, but more of a state of mind and determination, right? Because if I want something really bad and I come to a, a hurdle, that's not going to derail me from turning back around. I want to, I'm going to go through that if I have to. And so when you get those, it, it's just, if anything, it's a test. Is this something that you really want or is it now just an inconvenient for you? Is this, this is process something that you you know you're like yeah this is so far a positive experience and i'm i'm gonna go about and get it or is it just another submit resume application because if that's the case then it's not win-win right the candidate doesn't really want the the job where there's hundreds of people that are applying for it and so it's great that you actually have these little road roadblocks or just processes because your time is so valuable. Because I asked you, are you the you know the first person they talk to you as the the owner, or are you the last? And you reaching well, you know that conversation with Will should be like, I'm gonna get there, and I'm gonna do everything I can. And well, who was it? I'm in a creative group on Facebook, and someone asked, when are you the most creative? And a reply back was, when there's a deadline and a challenge, right? When they're when they are restricted. That's when you get creative. So right now, for an industry that says they're really creative, you should be the most creative person of all. And there are really no rules to this. So go out and get creative and like run through that hurdle if you can't jump it. So um, you've been like, uh, I think it's okay for me to share on the podcast that you've you've gotten you know all their job offers, but obviously you know you're searching for that perfect fit on there. How do you think employers are kind of like screwing up being able to attract like a, a the the right kind of talent right now? Oh, that's a great question. Well, right now I think everyone's just in survival mode. So, hmm, I would say it's business is business and the first step is just keeping your business afloat and so you know that's something where when you analyze it's just like your your personal expenses versus your profit right how much money is this company making and how much can we pay fairly to our employee and then also there's compensation it's in alignment between my team and your team right? That's also another situation. And, and how much are you willing to maybe sacrifice on either end? Is the employee going to raise up to your bar? Or maybe they have a candidate that, and they don't really see your value and they just want someone to be a, a workhorse, right? And so if anything, make sure that your foundation and your business and this family that you're creating, this work family is strong and sturdy and that can continue to get through a pandemic before adding people on interesting what are your um, thoughts well, also a hard question because i don't think i've like really had a chance to ask anybody this um, throughout this but like kind of going through the interview process like you know like i think there's obviously so much you know supply and demand d dictates price right 
the more supply there is, usually price drives down, more demand is, the higher it goes up. That's why like in job scarcity, um, you know, uh, uh, the environments a lot of times, like the employers can dictate kind of the wins um, when it comes to it. You know, do you think that, this is a loaded question, so I'm sorry. No, don't do be. I, I like thrive for conversations. Like, <laughs> I, I crave conversations like this. We can talk about politics, empo- religion, employee, whatever. A few... Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, do you think that empl- employee, future employees or like candidates for jobs need to be willing to lower their salary or compensation expectations knowing that there's more demand out there and that there's more people, um, you know, vying for the same job that they are? Yeah. What do you think? It depends on what your belief is and what your intentions are, right? If I want to be compensated through financial, through my salary, for example, then that's something that you need to stand firm on. But if it's something where for me, it's like compensation, compensation isn't. There's different ways to. You send me to a conference or, you know, like you, you put an article down on my desk or email it to me. It's For me, it's about continuing education. To some other people, it might be bonding with their colleagues. That's something that might be really important to them. And so figure out what your needs are and what your wants are because there's, it should be really be two lists, right? I want these things, but what I need in order to make sure that this blends in with my life is, you know, here's my expenses. It's really expensive to live here in LA to commute or, you know, do whatever that's needed. Is this a work from home opportunity? That's something that might be really important because then I'm not sitting in traffic. I'm not, you know, like X, Y, and C. And so... Yeah, I think it's it, it all depends on where you are at. But if it's something that you uh, opportunity that you really want, like a high demand position that you are saying, well, then, yeah, there's always negotiation. That's my favorite thing is the, the negoti- negotiation portion of it. What are you what are you feeling like? How What's your experience? Yeah, I mean, like, well, part of me as the employer who, like, is focused on what's best for the business says, like, yeah, like, people need to be willing to sometimes come down from it. But at the same time, too, like, like I, I ultimately want to make it so an employee feels to the point where they don't have to, like, the compensation isn't the thing they're worrying about every day. If you're worrying about making your mortgage and all these costs and things like that you said, and you can't do that, well, that's not, you're not going to do your best work ever. But if you, you know, if like if you're coming in and you like you really only need, you know, I don't know, like as you say, example, you need 60K to live, but you've normally gotten paid 100K and you've been just like, I don't know, buying Teslas every year or something crazy like that. Right. Like like you said, you got to evaluate what you want and need. But I think one of the interesting things I think that is shifting this market in a lot of ways is a not only the demand side of things, but also as well that like a lot of companies now are moving pure remote, which like for a while endless was like, hurrah, this is the one of the benefits of working at endless now we're like ah we're everyone else is remote <laughs> they caught on um, they finally caught on yeah but that's a yeah, way you bring up a good point yeah yeah to be compensated right you can the flexibility for like let's say if, if we if we were parents you know you got to pick up your cats from the, the vet you have the flexibility to do that and that adds to your quality of life all the time <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true well it's, it's really interesting though too like um, I, I mean, to kind of pivot away from the the, the compensation question, too, because that was just something I had kind of curious in my mind. But, like, the thing that I've also noticed, too, is that, like, the people – there's so many people are so grateful for what's happening, too. Like, in the, the interviews I go in and people are just like, this is – I'm so excited to be here. Like, I'm just really honored, like, to, to, to want to interview for Endless and things like that. And I've just noticed that, like, 
like the calm demeanor that so many applicants have on their faces as they're coming into this this scary crazy time you know that they're showing like like hey who are the people who want to hustle and really be a part of this and who are the people who are just like that's oh, just another interview or whatever it may be as well but you know the the gratitude from the industry has just been like really really incredible to see across the entire board as well that was just something i randomly want to say <laughs> no i love that so here for, let me ask you a question so during what actually this is great what do you like top three three things you look for in the candidate and hopefully they're listening to our podcast so then they <laughs> yeah, can, no, hopefully they can listen pick to my up group. <laughs> no, i always love it when people are like when we, we ask a question spoiler alert in our, our culture interview where we say like what what uh, books or where do you go to keep on top of industry trends what podcasts things like that and like easy a plus is just to say you listen to all of our content <laughs> but you'd be surprised so many people are just like they don't say it and you're like you know that like we do this too right Ooh, um but anyways yeah. well um, you, that's i feel like that's one rule 101 whether you're designing events for companies you know you need to know what their values are what their vision is and their mission you wouldn't ever mm. i think i've said this before you wouldn't ever send hummer limos to go pick up executives if the company is eco-friendly like you would never yeah. do that so you have to do your your research and i and i get it as a coming from you know this side of things you're gonna apply to a lot of places you're going to that takes a lot of work but do that extra work so you can stand out like that's it. like I mean, shame on you if you it's don't like third say. interview at that stage too like you're like i'm probably really gonna be considered for this job if i'm on my third interview too yeah right um, it's like walking yeah, in, get... walking into like a Nike interview wearing Adidas. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> like going into Microsoft and having your iPhone, all your like, oh, let me just pull everything up. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question though, we'll go back to the game. First thing this is a generic kind of cop out answer, but it's it's true is the culture side thing. So everything in alignment with culture. What's interesting, I've thought a lot about this in designing our interview process. Our culture interview is actually the last thing they do. Culture is most important to us. So maybe it needs to be first, but I think the the problem with is that sometimes you can tell culture along the performance side, and then and then when they get to the final that culture side, it's like the final verification step to make sure that they're all good to go on there too. Um, but yeah, I think uh, culture is one of the biggest things, and then obviously it depends on the specific role. But for me at Endless, this next stage, and I think this is important for a lot of men professionals, like the ability to work remote. Like right, we have been remote for like seven eight years or whatever it is now at this point, but we. I think that we have straight up had people who are like, oh, they're the best salesperson. They are a great culture fit. But you can tell that they're having trouble getting their webcam working. They're not, you know, like they don't know how to like present themselves on camera and things like that. And like that's such a big part of remote culture, no matter whether you're a salesperson, an ops person, whatever it may be on there as well. But I think there's to, to, to help people a little bit further is I think there's this advanced level of remote now too because the people who are just remote, their bar was like, if you already were working remote, you're, you're probably doing pretty good, right? But now that everyone's 100% remote, you got to be next level remote. You got to show how you can like really add value, how well you're organized, talk about your daily routines, like those sort of things are things that I really look for in somebody. And then if I had to pick three because you asked for three um, – I think the other thing that I want to see too, and this kind of ties into the the remote aspect, but this ability to be presented with huge amounts of autonomy and to flourish in that as well. Not just I want autonomy, but when you're given it, do you do better than when you are micromanaged or whatever it may be on there as well? Because if I can give you and say like, hey, come join this job, you get through training and you're already presenting ideas and solutions to make things better. And that like I can say, go out and do that. And before I know it, I blink my eyes and you've done it. Like. 
that's what I want to see all day long as well. So that's a little bit with remote culture, but, uh, you know, I needed a third one. So I picked a cop out answer. No, no, I love that. <laughs> and it actually, I learned something through that too, because no one can see right now, but I am like looking like princess Leia sweaty <laughs> after rollerblading. And one thing, uh, actually I wanted to tell you was in the beginning when we talked about, you know, working remote and, and things like that. And I said, I'll never work from my bedroom. That's like my, my, my sacred <laughs> space. And you're laughing. Cause right now I broke my room. I, yeah, you guys can see my bedroom, <laughs> but what I love about it is because I want people to get to know me. Like this is, this is my, how I decorate. Like this is things that matter to me that I don't know if you can see that picture frame is a, a cartoon drawing of my three best friends. Like, laughing oh no way yeah and so things like that are they mean they mean something yeah and so like i'm at a point in my life where i don't want to wear a oh two-week professional hat and then a two-week personal hat you get both of them especially on my online presence you get to see me rollerblading me you know like whatever i'm meditating today but then you also get to see hey i'm putting out this article and i think from there you being able to be your authentic self um, and we talked about this also, you have to just stand on your own sometimes and mm-hmm. having an environment where that's okay is also like clutch too. to just be your authentic self and to be someone that is just able to be vulnerable when it's needed and empathetic and compassionate and kind, but then also that hustler side where you're going to get it done. And not only are you going to get it done and have the urgency to get it done and do it right and accurate and concise, but you're going to put a little something on top of that because it's not just a job to you. It's something that means mm. something. And so that's what you were just saying that you looked for, your your third bogus answer, which I think is a great yeah. one. <laughs> I, I, I want to say this. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but I say it all the time in meetings because people ask me this question like, should we, when we do interviews with people, like should we have a green screen, do a virtual background or what should we do? And I said... You got to show the personal background and everyone who anyone who's ever watched event icons or has watched a webinar with will knows that i have this crazy shelf right behind me that like is everybody asks about and i was talking about i think during a i was teaching my des course today and they're like should you do zoom virtual zoom backgrounds i said look virtual zoom backgrounds are the same no one really compliments you on the beach background they maybe make fun of it when it's like a hoarding thing of toilet paper or whatever it is but you know people don't tend to remember the virtual background but i will tell you Every single time I do a webinar or I do a meeting, people always ask, what's behind you? I get to grab the Funko Pops off, tell the story, all that sort of stuff as well. But this is one of the few times where you get to show your personal self. And that's also something that I want to see in the interview process too. It's like, I don't want to see this bland, like, you know, no, I want to see like this incredible, like Tui Deep, for example, like somebody who has (laughs) uh, personality, someone who's going to like bring their personality into the business and help show how they're unique on there as well. And that's why like, in my opinion, maybe it's, I, don't, I haven't been obviously applying for jobs, but I feel like employers need to utilize video hardcore during this process because, mm. you know, like you need to be able to tell your story through video, whether it's a pre-recorded video or an interview or whatever it is. And then employers need to give that opportunity for someone to do that too. So like we do a, we do a 60 second um, resume thing at the end of the, at the end of the application. So it's like 60 seconds, do whatever you want. But you, you know, like, I don't want like a, so I did this job and you know, I don't want that kind of thing. I want someone to be like, show me your personality, push through and do that sort of awesome stuff too. So I, have you ever seen hot ones on YouTube? We're about to get no, to know each ones? other. Oh, the, 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 the hot yeah, they eat 10 stuff. hot wings and they get hotter and yeah. hotter as you go. But one, Sean Evans is the most incredible interviewer. He legit goes and dives deep into 
all these crazy questions that are so well articulated and so that one just like watching the interviews you know of course they're all celebrities but it's like great content and then it's also hilarious because they're eating like spicy wings and so they're trying to answer the question with tears coming down their face as they're chugging milk so you would be great for that will Oh my god! I don't know if I'd be. I'm so bad at spicy food. Are I'm you? Die if I, I do feel that. like we need to do that now. Can we just do another oh, next time? Geez. Destin and Nick like are just like yeah. We'll do out. a hot hot ones uh, vent brew episode. I actually I feel like I'm getting a little bit better so with spicy the food. The question but is, I'm I'm like a two at Thai restaurants. Yeah, I, was, I definitely. Um, yeah, my uh, I can definitely not handle spicy stuff at all. But I imagine that we could do a special episode where every one of us gets to interview the other people, other doing the hot, like because you can't do all of us eating hot wings. Otherwise, like the conversation just isn't as fun. <laughs> you have to have like someone who can get grilled um, on it as well. Um, so I got a kind of a, a a good point to bring up too when it comes to like the hiring process and things like that as well. One thing I've noticed, and if I had to pick one thing, I noticed that is a big flaw of probably 98% of applicants that I see come in, but it's like, I've also chosen to accept it is this thing that like not a lot of people have uh, experience in virtual and right. We're obviously like doing virtual events. So we naturally would love to have people experience and I get it. The people who have experience are already still working right now. And the people who don't are looking for work. Right. But one of the things I think that you need to show in your application is that how you're evolving in this new event 3.0 3.0 or 2.0, whatever world that we live in. Like, are you, um, you know, show that you're getting a DES certification, show that you've gotten a hundred demos of different platforms, or show your curiosity that even though you don't know where to start or what to learn about, that you can pick it up really, really quick. Um, and that's honestly, people ask me all the time, like, what's the biggest like challenge that you'll notice with applicants? And I'm like, I'm talking to people who like, in in-person events, I'd be like, you're God events and I say the biggest challenge you're going to have is keeping up with how fast everything is changing in these next like you know whatever it is mm. uh, as well so that was just one tip I wanted to make sure that I got out there on the on the event brews on there as well also good you better be like for those who are listening <laughs> <laughs> tell no, Will like, that you listen like the to pre-required event homework to apply at endless or something like that <laughs> oh they're like oh gosh event brew is such a hot mess so like yeah I'm, I'm in a good place then I listen <laughs> <laughs> they they bring you a cup of, they like mail you like tea yeah that's how you do it <laughs> send me tea people but not crappy generic tea only good tea i'm just kidding yeah and a cat Honestly, i love when i get thank you notes and things like that as well but like honestly a, a really quick follow-up email also means a, a ton too um on there too but yeah you'd be surprised how many people just don't, don't end up saying anything at all but like honestly for me it's all about the as much as like the thank you cards are good and all and all that sort of stuff like the people who have fast tracked through interview processes the fastest with us are the ones who start building a relationship even when they're not looking for work because what ends up happening is we're low we'll be hiring someone and then i go up to them i can say hey i got this opening do you you want interested in applying they're like yeah let me look at it yeah i'm really interested i said cool go apply and then they just get completely fast tracked through the process and they're like brought up to in-person interviews and we're like they're great go ahead but People don't have to realize, like, this same idea that you're always marketing and always selling, you got to always be also just, like, building your relationships as well because you never know when a COVID's going to happen and then someone, like a Will, is looking to hire and he says, hey, I want to hire you. So 
random tips. I'm just full of random tips as well. <laughs> I can tell you Tui, something. What, what I, else you got I, to add uh, on the on the um, uh, the on the unemployed side? Like the creative side. I was thinking about telling this or not, but yeah, why not? I'll tell you that you this. Yeah. So I've sent in video a video before even they consider interviewing me of all my colleagues. My my mom is in it. Like my best friend from back home. And the question is, I did this like years ago, but I made it into like an um, something for interviews, and it's who is Tui Deep. Before you even get to hear my voice, it's this and minute. It's all everyone else. It's everyone who else. You are. Yep, it's everyone else saying who I am from their perspective. And um, before when I did this before, like right before my travels through Europe, but I did like a personal one and a professional one and a travel one. So I focused on more of the professional one, and you know, got my colleagues and. I got such rave reviews and all I did was edit the video every time I sent it to someone different and just said to the interviewer, you know, like wrote their name, wrote the date. And so I just made it extra, extra special. Same video, same people, you know, like took them. It's like little, actually I'll send it to you. It's a little like three second clips here and there of just people, you know, vouching for me. And these are like people that I've known my, you know, my whole life or did business with them or, you know, and I thought that that was a really creative way. Well, one, I was like, I need to get this creativity out somehow. And two, (laughs) they're getting, they're probably getting the same applications and just like, here's Mm -hmm. my resume. And so I'm always thinking about, well, what's, what's the twist? What's like something I can stand out in? And it's very me too. I was nervous at first because it's something I have, I've never heard anyone else do, but it's like the taking a photo as a business card like that's brilliant but i felt so, like well if they don't like it they don't like me and it's yeah oh for sure right off the Hell bat yeah. i think you i think people need to do that more often too when they're applying if Take they don't risk. like like me they're if they don't like me then or if I, they don't like it this thing i'm doing then they're not gonna like me too because it helps you stand out and so i think one of the things you you play into there too is this idea of social proof right and here's another thing that really accelerates a lot of the process I've had it where every people apply for the job and then all of a sudden I get a LinkedIn message or a Facebook message or an email from someone says, hey, um, you know, yada yada just applied for your job. I wanted you to let you know that they're awesome. Like, you know, I even read most of the text of these emails. Most people are like, they're incredible. They're one of my favorite people, whatever it is. I'm instantly like, oh, cool. I have to respect that person. They endorse them. Boom. Here we go. Give you a great example. We just were interviewing for a role. I didn't really get a chance to like read the person's application, whatever it is, but then I heard one role they worked in and I knew someone that probably worked with them. So I texted that person. I said, hey, do you know this person? That person gave a rave review that literally that person could have said they like they wanted to kill kittens and I probably would still want to hire them, right? That's big. And that was because <laughs> the person that I trusted had that endorsement, right? And, and so I think like mm-hmm. if you can do that, that little bit, and it's not hard too. All you have to do is go on LinkedIn and say, I know, okay, Will, who's the person between me and Will right now that knows Will, the second degree connection, or who do we have mutual connections with? And then just hit those people up and say, hey, me and the world to me, can you send a message to Will and say, you know, something really nice that they have about it? But like, that makes such a difference because all it takes is if this person's endorsing them, like, I'm 100% in. That's an amazing way to use technology for your benefit. Absolutely. Especially in this industry where it's a lot of word of mouth and who knows who so if you have someone that vouches for you like personally and then there's that connection already it just makes you stand out even you know ahead even more that's actually a great one and it's not that much of an ask either no no like i mean like the fact that they're like oh 
I'd like you. Yeah, I want to help you get a job. Oh, yeah, Will? I know Will. Yeah, no problem at all. And, like, again, the emails aren't elaborate. It's not like a 20-page a recap of their life. It's just literally saying, hey, I saw they're applying for it. I think they'd be a great fit. You would be really wrong if you didn't hire them um, on there, too. I so, love that. Yeah. Because I'm also yeah. very – when people – when I – I love people, I love friends and colleagues, but I actually won't write a recommendation, a letter of recommendation. Yeah, I know I'm not a big fan of letter of recommendations, but I'll take a a, a, a quick email. Yeah. I'll take a text message. I'll take a something <laughs> because what ends up happening smoke signals. And people don't realize the, the applicants don't know this, but I copy the message, I paste it in their like internal discussion with the team. I say, This person was endorsed by someone I like or whatever it is, here you go. And sometimes, like, I'm not even, I'm not the one, hi the hiring lead on it. But then they see Will, someone Will knows, endorsed them. It always usually gets them an interview, at least an interview. But it, like, sometimes has gotten people jobs, too. I love that. I know that's an intense one. No, that's great. <laughs> to, should we to, take it home? To, should I? Should we? Uh, yeah, should we <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Right, right, I, right, meow. I could tell. I could feel your energy from here. I was like, oh, I already wanna know take, what he's going to say. I want to take it to the, the cat, the cat, uh, the cat scratching pad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> let's take her on home, which uh, we're going to eventually do a what uh, shit of uh, event brew people say, because Will apparently says, let's take it home all the time. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm gonna curious. I'm gonna, like going to do a, a search on all the podcasts, because I probably say it on all the other podcasts. We too. need to be each other for Anyways. Halloween. I'm just throwing that out there. That would the, be hilarious. You're to wear lime green. Lime green. Glasses. And, uh, hold a cat the whole time. Glasses. Hold a cat Have the a whole time. Huge um, mug of tea or huge milk. Huge mug of chai latte and goldfish. And goldfish. Which one do you do? Like the colored ones, or, or like you know no, the purple? The colored ones, for a weird reason, don't have as much salt, which is what I read. Yeah, you're right. I eat goldfish. Oh, so like they just don't taste as good for some reason. But I think it's because they're. Mi I bet you it's a, that kid, little kids like to eat the colored ones, so then therefore they want to make them a little bit healthier. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but the pretzel goldfish are also really good. So, anyways, this episode's been brought to you by Pepperidge Farms goldfish. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, during it. I thought so, we weren't doing so ads and sponsorships. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we always say. We 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 for Monster we, Energy we Drink though needs to jump on this podcast yeah, and sponsor for real. So many references, right? We how many people start drinking Monster after they listen to Event Brew? I gotta know. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that can that be the call to action? If you drink Monster Energy Drink, hashtag Event Brew and tag Nick Brelli. <laughs> I'll say too. Um, send us your stories too. If you're if you're uh, you know out there doing the job searching things like that, shoot us an email. Let us know. Um, obviously, we're not like uh, we want to hear like what you're thinking, what you're going through as well. And if you're an employer who's hiring right now, let us know too. Like you know, if we can help kind of connect those people, or whatever it may be, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you either way. Or what's been your experience kind of in this interesting job market as well. So, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, end this episode right now and. Um, I hope everyone has an incredible day. Tui, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out and talking to me about this. Um, and uh, yeah, Should we, let's get out of here. Okay. Bye. Meow. <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> Louis didn't bark at all. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.